On today's Locked On Islanders podcast, we discuss how far away the Islanders are from actually being a playoff team and a Stanley Cup contender. We'll break it down for you where the team stands as of now. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got a lot to discuss on today's episode. But first, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question for us, uh, a comment on something we already said and discussed on the show, or maybe a topic you'd like us to break down about the New York Islanders, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We will keep you up to date on anything happening during this very pivotal offseason for this team, whether it's trade rumors, free agency, Uh, or anything else Islanders-related. If it's happening to the New York Islanders, you'll hear about it here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. So, it's still all quiet on the free agent front, officially at least. No trades have been made, no free agents have been signed. The Islanders, as of the time I'm recording this, remain the only team in the National Hockey League who have yet to make a move since free agency started last Wednesday. So it's been a week, and we are still in a holding pattern. And again, um, whether a trade has been agreed to in principle or a free agent has agreed in principle to sign a deal with the Islanders, but it hasn't been announced, that wouldn't be atypical of Lou Lamorello, but we have to see. So as of right now, everything in a holding pattern, and that's just the way it's going to be for now. So as soon as something is announced, we will discuss it, break it down, and and, and let you know. But what I wanted to do on today's show is sort of take a look at the Islanders and their lineup and break it down because this team right now is not that different 
from the team that went to the conference finals in 2020 and 2021, but it's also not that different from the team that failed to make the playoffs in 2022. So what are the chances? And and I guess part of it is how much of the Islanders' disappointing season last year was due to COVID, was due to the way the schedule worked out, including the 13-game road trip to start the season and then make, playing all those makeup games and not having games canceled because of COVID so that the Islanders were playing half of an AHL roster against NHL teams. And how much of it is because of a talent deficit? So I wanted to sort of get a feel for it and break it down for everybody and discuss where this team is really at right now. And to me, I want to start in goal. Because I think that is, quite honestly, the biggest strength that this team has right now. You've got a goaltending duo as of now of Ilya Sorokin, who's in his prime, Simeon Varlamov, who is either starting his decline or just ending his prime. He's sort of on the cusp. But I would say that Varley, you know, not as good as he was two, three years ago, but still capable, especially if he stays healthy, of being a darn good goalie. And I think the thing is that right now, the New York Islanders have as good of a goaltending duo as almost any team in the league. I think they are certainly, when you take into consideration both the starter and the backup, and I would say Sorokin is nominally the starter and and Varley is the backup where it would probably be, you know, 50 games, 55 games for Sorokin and 40, 35, 40 games for Varley if uh, everybody stays healthy. I, I think that duo is as good as any in the league. And the thing that that provides for you is that it means that the Islanders can stay in almost any game they play. Because when your team makes defensive mistakes, you've got goalies who can bail you out. And even when the Islanders were doing well, when they went on those two runs to the conference final, having goalies who, when your defense makes an error, comes up with the big save, you know, the Islanders traditionally, under Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello, even when they were winning games, they were being outshot numerically most of the time. And, you know, they'd be outshot 35 to, to 25 or 35 30 or whatever it was, but they'd still win 3 to 2 or 2 to 1 or 3 to 1 because the goalies bailed out the team when they did make a bad mistake, and the quality of the shots because of the way this team played defense was usually not that good. So, you know, out of the 35 shots, maybe five of them would be really dangerous, you know, an odd man rush or a rebound or a guy coming in with a lot of speed into the offensive zone. And... When you combine that with two really solid goaltenders, you're going to keep the goals against down. And I think 
had Simeon Varlamov been healthier last year, remember he started the season, uh, didn't play in the in the preseason, started the season injured. They didn't want to go to Corey Schneider, so uh, Sorokin ended up playing the majority. What did he play? The first twelve games, ten games, whatever it was. Uh, you know that then Varlamov had to sort of play himself into shape. That hurt this team, no question about it. And the fact that all those first games that that uh, Sorokin had to play were all on the road, the fact that Sorokin had never played that many games in the NHL before, all contributed to some of the difficulties that this team faced over the course of last season. So having the two goalies both ready and both healthy, to me, the Islanders are in this league top five in goaltending when you take into consideration both the starter and the backup. And that alone bodes well for them if they want to be a playoff contender. We will break down the defensive uh, situation and the forward situation as we talk about the state of the Islanders lineup. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live, in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get podcasts, and on YouTube. So let's go defense. And realistically, defense was a big part of the problem last year. And losing. Nick Letty in the offseason last year and attempting to replace him with Zdeno Chara just didn't work because the only defenseman who the Islanders had who was a, a good skating and offensive kind of defenseman was Noah Dobson. And I, I love Pelik and Pulak as a duo, but neither one of them are very fast afoot and, and the type of guys who can lug the puck up ice uh, and help that transition game. Uh, Robin Salo probably still a year away at this point, but he'll have a chance to show what he could do. But overall, the defense was a little bit slow and not able to help that transition game. And then you add the health problems uh, that the team had to put up with over the course of the year, and that added to it. I mean, obviously... Ryan Pulak missing uh, as many games as he did, not helping the team. The fact that he only played 56 games, so he, he missed 26 games, and that hurt the defense. Then you had, you know, COVID ravaging the defense, and 
you know, Robin Sallow played in 21 games, Grant Hutton 16. These are guys who you would have preferred that they, you know, play a game or two, but they were pressed into duty. And then, you know, Chara and Andy Green, you you can probably get away with having one guy like that who is older and more experienced but slow afoot, but having both of them on the ice sort of affected this team. And I think we saw, because Nick Letty, his skill set wasn't replaced, that this team turned the puck over a little bit more in their own zone and in the neutral zone, and that ended up creating more quality scoring chances for the other team, and that certainly was part of the problem. Uh, I like the addition of Alexander Romanov. I think he'll give them more mobility. He's not an offensive defenseman, but he skates well, and he still has upside offensively, and he can definitely lug that puck and start the transition game, whether it's skating or passing, in a way that Zdeno Chara, at this stage of his career, cannot do. Uh, we're still not sure who the third pair defenseman will be, whether Robin Sallow is ready uh, to assume that job, or whether uh, Grant Hutton can do it, or even Sebastian Ajo, or do the Islanders still look to bring in somebody who uh, can be teamed with Scotty Mayfield and get that job done? That is something we will know before training camp starts, but I think five spots are more than adequately filled in at this point. I, I mean, Pellick and Pulak as good a first pair as uh, defensively, at least, as you're going to get. Dobson still on the upswing, Romanov still on the upswing, and Mayfield, for considering his very low cap hit for one more year, still able to get the job done defensively. I think the Islanders are in the top third of the league, uh, maybe somewhere between 10th and 12th uh, from top to bottom. Still need, I think, to add one more player, but we'll see what they end up doing. And then there's the forwards. And the forward situation is, right now, the biggest obstacle because they don't have that wing to complement and supplement and enhance the play of Matthew Barzal. Uh, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, those are the two biggest goal scorers on this team. But other than that, you go up and down this lineup, there's balanced scoring. But, you know, Matthew Barzal had only 15 goals this year. Josh Bailey, 14. J.G. Pajot, 18. I can take that from my third-line center although I would like him to be in the tw low to mid-20s, ideally. Zach Parise, 15 goals. Anthony Bevilier, 12. Kyle Palmieri, 15. Oliver Wallstrom, 13. It's like all of these guys had subpar years. And I think part of it was the fact that the Islanders struggled to bring the puck out of their zone and get the transition game going. That they didn't come through the neutral zone with speed often enough. Part of it is there are too many guys on this roster who are pass-first players and not shot-first players. And I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Uh, when you look at the statistics from the Islanders this year, 
Who led the Islanders in shots on goal? Noah Dobson. That's not what you want. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is, your top five in shots on goal, Dobson, Brock Nelson, Matthew Barzal, who we know is not a shoot-first guy, who barely had a little more than two shots on goal per game, Anders Lee, and Oliver Wallstrom, even though Wallstrom you know, missed nine games and didn't have very much ice time, you just don't have enough shooters on this team, and you just don't have enough goal scorers on this team. Last year, only two players reached the 20-goal mark, and that was Nelson and Lee, and nobody else had more than 18. So forward-wise, there's balance, but there isn't enough firepower. And it is very hard over an 82-game grind to win every game 2-1, to 3-2, to 1-0. to nothing. Uh, You need a little bit more of a margin for error. And the one thing that both of the years that the Islanders reached the conference final had in common... They were seasons that were shortened by COVID. So that the Islanders played, I believe it was 62 games in 2019-2020. And I think we all played, what, 56 games in 2020-2021. Now, will Lane Lambert's uh, arrival mean a slight change in the approach for the Islanders? Yes, it probably will. It remains to be seen how that'll play out. So there's that. But overall, you need a little bit more firepower. The Islanders were 22nd in the league in goals scored and 7th in goals against. And if you're going to be 22nd in the league in goals scored and you want to make the playoffs, your goals against have to be top 5. And they just weren't quite there. So I think the problems on defense and the lack of firepower combined hurt this team. One more scoring forward that 30 goal guy that elite goal scorer that we've been talking about really could make this team whole and it just becomes a question of whether or not Lou Lamorello will go out and do it I think this team is capable of getting into the playoffs the way they're constituted right now but when you look at Carolina the Rangers the Penguins the Blue Jackets the Devils Uh, even the Capitals, it won't be easy in this division. For the New York Islanders, it's going to be very competitive, and I would feel a heck of a whole lot better if they add that bonafide goal scorer before training camp opens up. We'll see what Lou Lamorello does. We're still waiting on that hockey trade, but uh, hopefully we'll get some news about it soon. When we come back, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a defenseman who... Closed out his career with the Islanders and really was almost like a player coach during his two-year tenure with the team. Let's see if you can guess who that is. We've got that and some final thoughts coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And Monday was the 41st birthday of former Islanders defenseman Dennis Seidenberg. Seidenberg, a native of Germany, uh, originally drafted by the Flyers in the sixth round back in 2001, started his professional career in Germany and joined the Flyers in 2002-2003. 
then went on to play for the Coyotes, the Hurricanes, the Panthers, the Bruins, and then joined the New York Islanders in 2016-2017 in 73 games that year. Seidenberg scored five goals, had 22 points and 32 penalty minutes, and he was also a plus 25 that year. Stayed with the Isles for one more season, was more of a seventh defenseman, filled in for 28 games, had five assists, uh, and was a minus nine, so a big contrast there. And Seidenberg, as I said, was a real veteran by the time he joined the Islanders and was almost like a, a second coach on the ice, a mentor on the bench, and just a, a overall a guy who really uh, was able to help with the intangibles probably even more than he was able to do on the ice, although he was steady uh, defensively, at least, on the ice with the Islanders. We go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander, March 2nd, 2017, at the American Airlines Center in Dallas. Tomas Grice, the Islanders goalie, Antti Niemi, the goalie for the Dallas Stars, and it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Ryan Strom, his 12th, from Jason Chimera at 929. Isles up by a goal, but it was short-lived in the closing minutes of the period. Calvin DeHaan off for high sticking. The Stars get a power play, and Jamie Benn cashes in. His 22nd, Tyler Sagan and Jason Spezza with the assist at 1952. All even one and one after one period of play. In the second period, Dallas takes the lead, a goal by Radek Foxa, his ninth from Patrick Sharp and Greg Patteron at 7.33, and then Spezza, his 10th, from John Klingberg, still out there, still available, and Tyler Sagan at 10.14, Islanders down by 2, 3-1. But then Andrew Ladd pulls them closer, his 17th from Ryan Strom and Josh Bailey at 14.49. Entering the third period, Islanders down by a goal, they trail 3-2. In the third, Nick Letty ties it just 25 seconds into the period. His 10th from Anders Lee and John Tavares were even at 3-3. And then Dennis Seidenberg, our Islanders' birthday of the day. His 5th from Calvin DeHaan and Ryan Strom at 7:46. That makes it a 4-3 Islanders lead. Nikolai Kuhleman with the insurance goal. His 11th from Nick Letty at 9:30, And then with a little less than three minutes left, a shorthanded, unassisted goal by Jamie Benn makes it 5-4, but the Islanders hold on. 21 saves for Grice to get the win. As for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Dennis Seidenberg, he had a goal and was a plus three, had three shots on goal and was on ice for 20 minutes and 28 seconds. So again, Dennis Seidenberg, the veteran defenseman who helped the Islanders in the late 2010s, he was 41 on Monday, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're still in a holding pattern here, waiting for a move. I think we will see it, but the question is when, and we still don't know if something was already agreed to in principle and yet hasn't been announced yet. We are going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Lou Lamorello and why some fans feel like maybe the game is passing him by. We'll discuss that on tomorrow's show. want to thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. 
Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the summer. Stay cool in this hot weather. And, of course, let's go Islanders.